you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The Around the NFL podcast doesn't really understand NFTs. From the Chris Wessling podcast studio, it's Around the NFL. I'm Dan Hansis. I got heroes. Greg Rosenthal, Mark Sessler. And one of the busiest men in the building right now, at least front-facing, Patrick Claybon. Thanks, Dan. But I think, Rude, like, legitimately busy. You've been here every day anchoring the live NFL Now coverage during a, a very vi- busy and vital week on the NFL calendar, and we thank you for that. Uh, and I appreciate you guys, and I appreciate you acknowledging all the other people who are, who are also mm. grinding all the time. And Mark and I were talking about this. You guys talked about it yesterday on the pod. Uh, we're all gearing up for the thing that's – that's happening already right now anyway. But it's, <laughs> right. it's, it's fun to do. Looking forward to seeing it. I have to tell you, like from a Jets angle, Dan, that I was here earlier today and talking to Claybon. Um, he is busy. He's doing TV also. I find that there's this is a skill that you have that I don't think anyone – you're constantly tweeting while on television. I think people have questions That's about that. That's pretty good. But he was um, deeply embedded following someone named um, Crack Rock <laughs> on Twitter today and walking around the newsroom. Who uh, is Crack Rock? It, it's at – Crack Rock, C-R-A-K-R-O-K, and you can, Patrick, explain what well, Crack Rock's case is. Yeah, well, we've been looking for insight into Aaron Rodgers, and apparently this is the Twitter account name, Crack Rock. This is no linkage whatsoever between uh, the owner of the Jets, but Woody Johnson is having a nice lunch in Florida. Crack Rock is sitting right next to him and is tweeting details regarding the conversation. Like mm. Apparently, Crack Rock is the go-to source for your Jets. Dan. Hat, croc, uh, hat Crack Rock? That's what, it's, what this is? Yeah, C-R-A-K-R-O-K. Well, yeah, I mean, in theory. I Although don't, his, not yeah. his background for Twitter is Crack Shack, which is a delicious fried chicken place. Yeah, uh, not a blue check I, mark I had my person. Fortieth okay. uh, birthday. This is crack more shot. crack rock discussion than I, I would have. Met. Shout out We're to Ronald Reagan. We're giving him a lot of pop. It's a lot of pop. It, Too it much is. Pop, um, is there any evidence that crack rock is actually telling the truth? Well, beyond <laughs> crack rock, no. Read one of <laughs> yeah. the tweets. Let's, um, let's get yeah, in. Well, you, why don't Patrick should easily? This is, this, we'll this is his beat. But um, I, he, I I purely just thought that the crack rock is the name was funny. <laughs> Uh, but now that I've been put on the spot, let me find. Uh... Because this has been a very, 
very stressful 24 hours um, for Jets fans. There has been going to get carpal tunnel from just refreshing my Twitter feed. You want to be there when it happens hmm. one way or the other. And it feels like it's on the precipice of going down. Like the latest now is that it seems like everybody is down with it. And it's more about making it work financially, which, again, they're in the red zone. This cannot get bogged down over a few million dollars. Easy for me to say, but that can't be the reason this doesn't happen. If Rodgers wants to play on the Jets and the Jets want Rodgers, they have to figure out a way. It's tricky because take it away, Crack Rock. They don't they don't appear to be competing against anyone else, which in theory would provide good leverage. But they also have the time of like they want to get this done uh, sooner than later, and that they don't really have any backup option. The operative tweet from the aforementioned Crack Rock is, it's happening. Aaron Rodgers is going to sign with the Jets. <laughs> Woody left the owners meeting to get this done. He had lunch and left in a hurry. And then somebody said, do you frequent breakers? Going there in May and had my wedding there. And he said, yes, I am. No finer hotel in the world. And then he tweeted a picture of Woody Johnson having lunch two tables away that's, from us. That's pretty solid right there. We don't know the timing of the photo taken, sure. but that is unquestionably Woody talking to another older man who is not Aaron Rodgers, though. And I don't doesn't look like a major figure in the. Well, Rogers well, is in California. That's not changed. That's but, in Florida. Yes. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, not, leaving, I wasn't familiar where Crack like Rock was. Actually. This, is, this is before Woody to, got on the plane to fly to come to Malibu okay. to have this discussion yeah. with. So Aaron that's Rogers. where we're at. Uh, basically, wait, we Rogers need... is in Malibu. He was when the Jets met with him. Oh. Yep. I mean, maybe we need to look in the mirror. Who needs to be breaking this story? <laughs> it's just up the road. Let's do it. It's a bit of a hike. Possible. Let's, a bit of a hike. let's spend the weekend. <laughs> You're going to knock I on the door. I'm a little closer. I mean, just like, I'll just drive up and down Malibu looking for Aaron Rodgers' clues. Um, yeah, so we will continue to track what's going on, obviously, with Rodgers and the Jets and everything else as free agency approaches. The legal tampering window opens up on Monday, and uh, you last time you heard from us, and I know we're giving you a lot for the ears this week, but that's the drive. That's the drive to be successful and give the people what they want. We're just going to keep giving you well, content that we hope is high in quality and entertaining. It would be wrong of us to give less. It would be very wrong to do an around the AFC in 48 minutes and not do the NFC, although I think that happened once. Did that happen once? <laughs> it said, and it like, could have happened this week if Aaron Rodgers' you know, news broke 20 minutes ago. But Very disrespectful <laughs> yeah. to the, uh, Half the league. National Football Conference. Um, <laughs> what a particular <laughs> NFC fans. Yes, very like getting upset with you guys. Highly all, disappointing. All you talk about is the AFC <laughs> all the time. Very on brand for this podcast. But we're going to hit the NFC and all 16 of its teams uh, like right now. Let's go. Like, mm -hmm. let's do it. Graver, let's roll. You want that air horn again? Oh, we got the visual clock this year. Again, what we want, what we are sensitive to is giving the AFC treatment that we wouldn't give to the other conference. <laughs> so if the AFC gets the air horn, the NFC, obviously. It also feels like something we could have ironed out before right. the show, but that's how the show Even works. the question yeah. itself feels... Right. Superfluous. Yeah. Like, we, just do it. Are we also going to take somebody out with that silence round that we had? <laughs> and don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. I know I know this man to my right, Patrick. Handsome son of a gun. I'll stop it. But if you have to trank him, 
right in the face. Right. You gotta do it. <laughs> Hit me. Everyone gets the same treatment. Well, maybe. <laughs> Yesterday that wasn't the case, but <laughs> you got it right in your own face yesterday. Just so you know, like you can talk after the timer, but if you're talking about that team, I will trank you. That's, Wait, that's an odd that's I a, think that's fair. I think all right. at least make it be known in, in mm. advance so we know what can be said and what can't be said. It's good to hear Graver be a little more decisive there. I yeah. like that. Forthright. Yeah. I you should have seen the steely resolve in his eyes when Dan was talking about giving people the content. Graver was like solemnly nodding like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was very masculine. Like a man <laughs> holding his child as he walks down a city street. Not unlike in Graver his and his like fourth hour FaceTime with uh, Jessica. That's when it really shines through. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> All right, let's start with the NFC East and the Dallas Cowboys. They do need help. They need help um, in the playmaker area, and I'm curious how they go about it. Are they going to be a little more subtle about it and uh, and use uh, the draft uh, and free agency to try to make some measured, uh, thoughtful additions, or are they going to do what feels like the cowboy move, which is like, well, I'm going to go get that big old wide receiver, Nuke Hopkins. I'm going to bring him into the building. Nuke on the Cowboys does feel like it's going to happen to me, mm. or it makes a lot of sense. Odell on the Cowboys makes a lot of sense to me. Am I am I being too obvious here? But I kind of think the Cowboys, which I kind of see as um, a good thing, not a defect. They are kind of obvious and big in, in their ways. I think they get one of these big wide receivers to pair and replace, pair with CD and replace Amari Cooper. Uh, do you see that happening over the next week or two? I do, and yet I worry about what that'll mean for the rest of the roster. The fact that they're letting Dalton Schultz go to free agency, they picked Tony Pollard, was an interesting decision. I think you'd go either way there, but Schultz is a really good player, so that's another pair of hands that you have to replace. They're very thin in terms of uh, their defensive tackle position. They literally don't have any of their starting linebackers uh, off the ball already. Anthony Brown, who was good for them and then got hurt. Donovan Wilson, who was good for them. They're both free agents. And they're in more cap trouble than most teams. They need to cut Ezekiel Elliott. I have nothing against Ezekiel Elliott, but if they try to bring him back in a restructured contract, it just feels like the Cowboys are making the same mistakes, choosing emotion and bad self-scouting that, that they've done a lot of times. Well, before. their cap situation last offseason, it was one of the teams where it truly wreaked havoc, and it forced Amari Cooper out the building. But then they had $20 million in cap space well, left the, over the, at the end of it. I'm just saying poorly managed. Yes. Like, yeah. you, you could have you managed. So I don't really take the Cowboys um, very seriously. I think it's hilarious Ooh. to me that it's 27 years since they last appeared in a Super Bowl. And that era is a era of like, we talk a lot, we don't do much. And the 27 years before their last Super Bowl win takes them back to 1968, which is eight years after they were founded. That's all that it's been as long during that <laughs> Cowboys are incredible era since then, where they've done literally nothing except talk. And Jerry Jones has talked about Odell Beckham. And it's the perfect thing to do. Go get Odell and try to sell us that everything's going to be fine. Check you later. I think literally nothing's a bit excessive. They, they were in contention these past couple of seasons. They've and, had a lot of years where they've been good. Yeah. There are teams that have been way less successful, even though they haven't gotten to those games. I think that's part of what the frustration is. It's like, not like this this organization has been hopeless. They keep on knocking on the door and then failing. So whatever it is internally that they struggle with is finding what is or what are those missing pieces to take them the next level. Mm. But this year, you're right, Greg. They do seem to have a lot of things they have to address. But those missing pieces, you outline, it is they are missing wide receivers. So it's not a luxury right. thing. They need it. All right. Safe. 
The New York Giants, Greg Rosenthal. All right. Your they, favorite team. They have things. You know, <laughs> there's this idea that they don't have things on this Giants roster, that everything needs to be rebuilt. They have their quarterback in Saquon Barkley. They have two They're, tackles. Their running back in Saquon. Barkley. I'm saying they have their quarterback and Saquon oh, Barkley. Oh, I they said in. Uh, oh, Dan, I'm sorry. I caught Danny you seconds Dimes. there. In slip. They got the, yeah, <laughs> right. They have uh, two tackles that they believe in, Andrew Thomas and Evan Neal struggled as a rookie, but he's a top ten pick. They have a good defensive line, and the needs that they have are available in free agency. A rare team that's true. Off ball linebacker, there's a ton of those that you can get. I think good players for relatively cheap safety. Maybe they bring back Julian Love. Maybe not. Some cornerbacks. Uh, James Bradbury would work. Like, I actually think they are set up to spend this offseason uh, at a few key positions that they need to fill that won't cost that much money. Maybe they get in the mix for a tight end. Uh, Dalton Schultz, Mike Gusecki. Like, there aren't a lot of pass catchers available, but just about everything else I think they can but fill. They are, they, their pass casting like, situation is a problem. Like, I, you've got Isaiah Hodgins, who was good last year, I thought, in, better than we would have expected. Wandale Robinson, who's young. And then, like, if you look at their depth chart, that's it. It goes to like Colin Johnson and someone named Khalil Pimpleton. So it's like, uh, <laughs> it's not a great free agents market for wide oh, receivers. He had the Lions training camp, right? Khalil, Khalil Pimpleton. He did. Well, he's a yeah. giant now. He didn't and make it. I'm not sure that's who you want starting week one for you. So there's work to do. There's so much talent, young talent specifically that we can believe in. There's there's so many pieces, but why does this team, even though they completely washed the Vikings out of the playoffs, feels kind of Vikings-ish? Like mm. it, it could go either way, and there are one or two things going wrong, especially uh, if, they're, if they're not able uh, to reach a deal with Saquon. Maybe Saquon doesn't sign the tag as much as he appreciates everybody there. And then, and then what kind of situation are you in? It makes you wonder if between if picking between the quarterback and the running back on who they focus on to get the contract, if maybe they picked the wrong guy. I know that the quarterback makes things different, but as Greg said, maybe Saquon Barkley is, is the quarterback of the New York Giants. I mean, I said that by mistake. Well, yeah. still, but... They got to cut Kenny Holiday, by the way, in the next couple of days, so that'll free up a little bit of money. Yeah, that will help. Oh! <laughs> Uh, again, so we're going to drag it into another show. We're going to be burying Danny Dimes, the no. two of you. I, Everybody get no. paid except I, for Daniel Jones. I'm not, He's I'm not, not even the quarterback I'm of the team. I'm not burying him. I just think that franchise, that was, that was uh, you mishearing me. Uh, I, I just think they didn't need to give him all that guaranteed money, but it's not the end of the world. He felt perfect for uh, <laughs> Siri my, in a huge spot. The like, Siri uh, on my watch said in response to you, I'm not sure I understand. I think she was talking to you. I Listen, won't somebody please stand up for Daniel Jones, who just got a huge contract to play I'm, football well, for the Giants? From you, that's rich because everyone should get paid except for Danny. Danny <laughs> Dimes, apparently. I mean, Every, this, I mean, let's be honest money, here. Dan. It's not my money. Give it to Daniel Jones. Give it to All give right. it to anybody. It's not mine. Oh, ooh, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> according to Graver, you were on topic, so you were shot. Understandable. But Mark Mark was addressing. So he wasn't shot. He was addressing. I was trying to iron out Justin's structure. new house rules for how the dart gun works. Uh, Mark, you're on the Eagles defending conference champs. Uh, I think like the thing that happened for me with the Eagles last year is like, like Nick Sirianni to me sh- is shaping up potentially as like a top five coach. But I think he's about to be really tested after this great season because you've got 
like a wild chunk of your defense potentially out the door. Javon Hardgrave, James Bradbury, Chauncer Gardner-Johnson, TJ Edwards, Kazir White. That's just a couple of them. On offense, Miles Sanders could be gone. Um, it's You're losing a ton of people. You also lost both your coordinators. And I think it's like some teams, this seems to happen to them over and over, and they find a way to get it done. Like I think with Sean Desai, that is a good hire. Um, Brian Johnson was in building and has been working with Jalen Hurts since he was four years old. So in a way, like I kind of look at all this change and say, I trust Howie Roseman. I trust the Eagles about as much Howie as any team. That guy in the NFC. But I would say there is a lot to do suddenly in terms of like restocking the shelf and keeping things smooth. Are any of you concerned? I, I think you made a the way you set it up was great, Mark, because like we all believe that Nick Sirianni not only deserved the jobs that turned out, but is good at it. And then remember, we talked with Baldy uh, during the playoffs and he's like, well, you know, what what makes this guy what makes it work? And he said, in part, is he has this incredible staff around him mm. that allows them to approach the roster and the team in a lot of different ways. This is going to be a real test now for Sirianni, and they're going to pay Jalen Hurts, perhaps. Uh, the roster is going to be different. The coaching staff is not going to be the initial guys that he handpicked. Uh, I guess we'll learn a, a lot more about whether he's an elite coach or not mm. in the years to come. Yeah, you can definitely see it just in the way that those guys talked about Nick Sirianni when they got their respective head coaching jobs. Like, they really appreciated the things that he did for them and how they set up. And so much of it was because of how aggressive Howie Roseman was coming into last season. The question is now, how aggressive can you be in free agency when you've got all of your guys that came so close to winning a Super Bowl you can't necessarily pick in place when there's that connection uh, with the city, with these players, with the team, with guys like CJGJ, uh, Hargrave, going all the way down the list. Like, you have to pick at some point, and I think that changes the process a little bit. I think they could prioritize Gardner-Johnson or Bradbury, keep one of them. They'll probably keep TJ Edwards. It, it's a painful year for them because I think they'll say goodbye to Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox, and those are OGs. But I, I trust... No front office in the league more, you know, to be flexible. I'm just curious, like, where they prioritize. I don't think they're going to sit back and just, like, watch people go out the door. I think they're going to be aggressive going after some of the bigger names in trades, in free agency. I'm not sure where. History tells us with the Eagles, it'll be on the defensive line uh, maybe to start. And maybe the offensive line if Kelsey uh, ends up retiring. We still haven't found out about that. And it may get all the way into training camp where a situation opens up like the one in New Orleans did last year, and they get a really good player right before the starting season. Or A.J. Brown before the draft when you were going to try to get Allen Robinson, but the Rams outbid you. That worked out quite nicely. Time out. Whoa. I'm going to add to the the Eagles here. Um, If it's after the clock. uh, Time out. Okay. Well, ask know. him. He's the arbiter. Well, I, mean, I don't know how that it to works. You guys through a sound yes. effect, so. um, Timeouts are kind of, you know, nebulous. <laughs> I hear you on that. Wow. Uh, Jalen Hurts <laughs> under contract for the 23 season at $4.2 million. Obviously, maybe the biggest deal in the league right now, considering what he brings to that team. Um, are they going to pay him this offseason? I like this quote because I guess you could take advantage of that for one more year. And then things could start to get sticky, depending on how that year progresses. But this is a great quote from uh, A.J. Brown. Listen, he was on the Raw Room podcast. Listen, I love Philly. If you do not pay this man, just ship me off wherever he finna go. So you talk about pressure. Howie, get it done. I mean, they are going to pay him. What is he talking about? I don't know. They're just just making sure. Yeah. Just put it out there. 
it sounded like uh, Howie Roseman at, at the combine uh, was ready to mm-hmm. to give uh, a contract worthy of him. Uh, I hope that their experience paying Carson Wentz after three years, because they they paid Wentz a year early, maybe two years early, considering he had a fifth year option. Uh, so you don't have to pay Jalen Hurts, but I think they will. Yeah, helps even up the books a little bit. And Lamar Jackson should have maybe figured this out a year plus ago versus or, now or the Ravens. Mm. Time in. The Commanders, <laughs> Patrick Claibon. Let's get it. So Eric Bieniemy comes in. Uh, Sam Howell going to be the starter. My question is, and I'll get Whoa. to it quickly, so Maybe. we can have so much time to talk about the Washington <laughs> Commanders. How much Sam Howell do we get if he's allowed to have his experiences, his struggles, his trials and tribulations on a team with a very good defense? Uh, Jack Del Rio and company figured out how to get 11 guys on the field at the same time uh, (laughs) at some point during the middle of the season. How much time does Sam Howell get to struggle before Mm. they go with whatever veteran backup they bring in in our nation's capital? Well, I'm not like totally convinced. A lot of commanders in Washington D.C. in the Pentagon. There are in the in the pure Pentagon. It's a pure building. Um, I'm not totally convinced Howell has that job at all, just because of the way that like Rivera's said, if a veteran comes in and beats him out, like so be it. And I think like the draft is a real option for them. Like I, there, I know that the Raven, the last place the Ravens would want Lamar Jackson to go is like 35 miles away in Washington D.C. Uh, that said, I mean, it's like they should be a competitor for everyone. I think they're like if you're Ron Rivera, you cannot just at this point float out Sam Howell and hope it works because Ron Rivera has not really had a quarterback this entire time. And it's all this goodwill because he does all this extra work around the building. We got to win games at some point here. Well, he looked very intriguing, Sam Howell, in, the, yeah. in that game. And I, I think that matters. I wonder how Dan Snyder's situation affects how decisions are made this offseason. Like, you have an owner who is supposedly trying to sell, but there's some question whether he is and whether the NFL is trying to force him out. Like, they would be a logical team uh, to pursue Lamar Jackson. But if not that, they do have cap space, and they would be a logical team to be aggressive for a guy like Orlando Brown, let's say, or other names at the top of the market, because they're the Washington uh, commanders. That's, like, what they do. But how does Snyder's issues like affect all this i don't know but i I think it's a pretty good question yeah especially because i asked it you did (laughs) yeah okay (laughs) all right um yeah, Hell yeah. It's, it's typically around this point in the episode when the LSD hits with Greg. Right. And then I just, just everything it, goes absolutely nuts I was nuts trying to make fun of it. myself. I said, I think that's a good question. And then I was like, well, that's that's ridiculous. So I, you double I'm down stupid. I double, yeah. I wonder, yeah, I wonder if the ownership thing is going to lead to the organization just kind of keeping their foot off the pedal this year. And, and that's great for Howell because that would give him an opportunity. It was reported last week by ESPN, for what it's worth, that Taylor Heineke is still in the mix, potentially is the guy they bring in to be the backup, which would be, I think, very good news for Sam Howell. He's a free agent. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be telling who they go get. But we'll see. I mean, that is – he was the fifth-round pick of the 2022 NFL draft. Now I know I understand the guy in San Francisco did very well as a late-round pick, but you're going to really pin a season? On someone that you took in the fifth round? Big chance. According to Spice Rack, first round talent. <laughs> there it is. Let's move to the NFC North. The Bears, you know, when you look ahead to their free agency, they need, like, everything. They have so much work to do. Uh, the question I have is, like, you know, here's what they have. They have the most cap space. They have the number one pick, and they have the luxury of trading that because they have a QB that they believe in. Um, and when you factor in the money 
and the picks and the potential selling that draft pick for even more picks, there's an opportunity here to have a really fast turnaround if you do this right. Uh, you have a couple – these next couple months are huge for the organization. Every Bears fan knows it. Do we trust this brain trust to get this right? I think it's like a, like a new millionaire – moving into um, a mansion with no furniture because you've got the means to go get all the furniture, but like you've never done this before. And so you better have the right people around you to make sure you don't buy like it's got to all match. Is like, Mark speaking from experience? Well, I definitely am not. I can promise you that. <laughs> but the feng shui I, was all off. I would just say this, like, like I don't think it's a great free agency group. This like, is, like, do you have to go spend all this money just because you have it? I don't like when team like the I feel like the Dolphins have done that do. four or five times. But like the Bears have it, they have to do essentially. If you don't use this offseason draft and everything else to surround let your quarterback with the best, then you've totally failed. They can do it, they will do it. But like they're for instance, the wide receivers in this. That's where I'd group. start. Yeah. I mean, right. if you have so you have to build everywhere. Obviously, you can go. You could space it out if you want and go a little bit here, a little bit there. But go get them some weapons. Build up the line. If you because the do you are they a hundred percent? Do they know Justin Fields is their future and a, a star? I think he can be. Give him the guys. Don't waste his rookie contract and be going into next offseason and be like, we need to get this guy some weapons. I think that's a place to be aggressive building up the well, offense. Says, do you think that they actually do think that about him? When all the chat early on was like, we sat him down, we talked to him, like, we, you know, here's the process. We're going to see if there's a quarterback we like better. That's not how you talk about Patrick Mahomes. No, but there's we've seen enough to know that there's a reasonable expectation that they should try. Right, we can't right. run out a roster where Equinemius St. Brown is going to be your best receiving option again. I don't think anybody wants to see that. So they don't have to do like, hey, Nuke and Odell or everybody's coming to Chicago. I don't think it's necessarily that. But give us something serviceable to where it, it's not glaring that there is a inadequacy on so many different parts of the roster. Right. Eberflus uh, kind of skated on how many games they lost in a row, even though he's a defensive coach. Their defense lost relentlessly. <laughs> was terrible. Uh, it's so the they, worst season you, in their history. Right. You mentioned that, uh, that they need everything. And I guess I'd push back on you don't want to spend bad money in terms of guarantees into like year three and four. But most teams don't do that anymore. Teams are smarter about, okay, the guarantees are going to be for two years. And so if that's the case... I'd overpay a little for a Zach Allen, who I think would fit well, for a Jacoby Myers. Because Jacoby Myers isn't a number one, but you need to get a two or a three just to start filling out that group. Yeah. Get the guys. little Jaguar-y, what mm -hmm. they did last sure. year. All right, I like that. Oop. Oh. Oh. I'll take he it. thought about it for there, I'll several take out, seconds. I'll take out the dart. I'll oh. let the poison course through me and be like, I earned that. Right through the earlobe. Can I, can I have a hit of that? Pierce here now. <laughs> He's a little bit left. Oh, thanks. <laughs> well. Well, now you, now you got too much in the system. <laughs> All right. The Detroit Lions, Greg Rosenthal. Let's push forward. It's Lions time, baby. I All mean, right. they've got a decent amount of cap space. I like that. I think it's the time in their development to make a couple big splashes, maybe just one in free agency. And they seem to me like a strong candidate to go get Javon Hargrave. They spent... Money on Michael Brockers didn't work out. They spent their first two picks in the Dan Campbell era on defensive tackles. One really worked, Aleem McNeil. The other didn't, uh, Le o Levi Onwuzurike. And I think uh, Javon Hargrave is like a logical guy there. Or James Bradbury. They certainly could use a cornerback. But I think the Lions want to build their lines first. That's just like who they are. And I think this is like push time, and it's time to start swimming in the deep free agent pools. Let's go. I think everyone thought this was, this was a very special honor. <laughs> Why did I even speak? 
Obviously, that was that was coming. <laughs> Grover's very proud of himself. <laughs> he's, Go got ahead, the, Mark. he's got the chuckles. I literally have no memory. I have no memory of what I was going to say at this point. <laughs> this is every Detroit Lions conversation ever. I hope they bring back Jamal Williams. I I do too. Gonna, he's our friend. You know, they kept their offensive uh, coordinator. They get him for one more year, Ben Johnson. Um, I do. I do worry about it makes sense to build up the defense, right? Is that offense going to be as good next year as it was in 22? Like, is that sustainable? Do we are we confident that that's going to be the same like major part of their uh, attack? I don't know. Probably not. But if they're 75 percent as good and the defense is 50 percent better, that would be nice. I I think they would take that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's a playoff team. I mean, I think that everyone thought they were going to get a quarterback this offseason, not expecting Goff to be to play at the level he did. Goff was, forget the name, Goff played really well for them and kept the mistakes to a minimum and didn't have the 1,000-yard stare we've seen in the past. Do you, tr- do you trust, though? Do you not go get a quarterback? Do you not? Do you just look, look past that and say, we're good with Goff? I just, the thing about no. him is, like, year after year, you're going to get that version of him. But Everything you're not going to get a free right. agent veteran. So no, I, I don't think, think it, you're that, talking you, about the sixth pick. And I'm I, sick in the draft. draft. I think I think they're absolutely in the quarterback market with that. Pick. I think that's smart, though. Like, you can like put Gino, Goff we talked about the same thing. Like, yeah. Do you think, depending on how the board shakes out, or maybe going up and getting one of the guys, like competing with the Indianapolises and the hmm. Texans of the world? That would send a rough message to Goff, but yeah, I think so. I think if they're thinking quarterback, then if they think moving from six to three gets it done, that the price would be worth it, yeah. It'd be huge. I mean, Rick, yeah. the Lions about Anthony the Richardson needle? with Ben Johnson. That seems like fun. Well, they kind of fit the Lamar Jackson thing for me, too. But, I mean, they're, you know, they're a power team that wants to run. Lamar would fit great. But it's like apparently no one is going to be doing that for a while. They do have two first-round picks in the next couple of right. years. $20 million. The Green Bay Packers. Mark Sessler. Uh, so I was looking at this. Like, Brett Favre. <laughs> took his first snap for the Packers on September 13th, 1992. That is 11,134 days ago. Um, Aaron Rodgers made his first start for Green Bay on September 8th, 2008. 5,295 days ago. This entire time, it has been quarterback easy street for this <laughs> fan base. We know that. And that's not their fault. I'm not trying to take the fans down, but there are 30-year-old Packers fans. I mean, f*** it. There are like 40-year-old oh. Packers fans, 45 oh. years old, that have no conscious memory of anything other than golden play from that position. <laughs> so this is the thing. I think you now come to a Not totally always, but beautiful jolt. Well, you know what the point yes, is. The, presu- the presumed starter. <laughs> but I'd say barring some snooze fest Rodgers returning to Green Bay after all this drama, like it is... I, we rip into the great unknown now. It is a total void, a wilderness, a Jordan Love-shaped unknown future. And I am more excited about the Green Bay Packers ah. than I've ever been on this show because it's so different than it ever was before. And I think if you're a Packers fan, you get on board with this because it's like, you know what? It is time to move on from Aaron Rodgers. Even if he's better than Jordan Love right now, see what you have and do it and go for it. Why have you always wanted Packers fans to not have good quarterback play? This because, is the number one Mark Sessler trope of this I'll show. I'm why. sick of them having because good quarterbacks. I, don't think, I think they have a reason to be frustrated with, with, with you all really, that's happened. No, you don't know the answer to that. I guess uh, I They're don't. not getting the full, well-rounded <laughs> experience of a fan if you right. had those quarterbacks. I'm not saying they should. They probably could say, well, we should have won five more Super Bowls, too. Well, they get credited but, also for properly like targeting those two players, and they enjoyed the spoils of it. Even if it only produced two titles, that's two more than 
The Browns or the Jets? A lot, of, fun, other, a lot of wins, though. A lot of fun moments. Rele- yeah. Irrelevancy the whole time. I'm curious with the Rodgers situation if, like, where is LaFleur on this? Like, we know it seems like Gutekunst is probably ready, and mm-hmm. he's got a guy. Like, is LaFleur pissed behind the scenes that mm. he could still have Aaron Rodgers on his team but instead now is forced to roll the dice with Jordan Love, who I understand he looked good at times last season, but overall hadn't been blowing the doors off people development-wise. I, I think they, with the franchise and including the fan base, there's just so much experience around this exact scenario, especially with Aaron going through last year. Uh, we talked to uh, Leroy Butler on Now earlier today. Humble brag. Well, you know, wow. it's, 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 it's an apparatus, yeah, right. and, um, and it helps <laughs> sometimes. And he said he was going to break Jets fans' hearts either way. He says he's either going to go there and it's not going to work, or he's going to stay in Green Bay. I asked if if Jordan Love was ready. He said yes, he's ready for Jordan. He Love. said there's not a there wasn't a third option no. for the Jets. He, he would either he's he would go to the no Jets and what. suck, or stay at the Packers but, but and probably that, be great. I would. That assume. feeling is there. Like everybody's yeah. ready to move on, and maybe like Mark is saying, you know, they need to experience, they need to see the immune system boost of being sick for a little right. bit. Right. Um, like and I think they're done. Um, can we put? Leroy Butler on our ban list for this podcast. <laughs> Just add him to the okay. Never. It's in the Hall of Fame. The Never List. <laughs> All right, let's. Oh, we got the Vikings. Patrick Claybon. Let's we go. get it. Uh, so the Vikings had an incredible offense last year. It was one of my favorite weird stats that the Vikings were bottom ten in terms of turning the ball over, but still had a top ten offense. They were number seven in total offense. Kirk mm. and company were doing things. There were just so many problems on the defensive side of the ball. In comes Brian Flores. He, you know, there, there's the typical answer when somebody's like in an introductory news conference. Hey, four three three four. He waffled. He's like, ah, we're gonna, but it's it's three four. So like. My question with regards to the Vikings is how much are they going to spend in free agency to try to make this defense capable of winning right now? I Hmm. don't think it's going to be that much because I think their cap issues are are real enough. They're certainly going to open up room. We've heard Adam Thielen is going to get cut. Uh, Maybe it's Harrison Smith. I think it's Kwesi time. I don't know if any GM has a tougher job than Kwesi Adolfo Mensa this offseason. Kind of rem- they kind of remind me of the Raiders in the NFC in, in the sense that like the expectations are going to be high, but, man, they-, they have almost no areas on the team where you couldn't see them turning it over. Like left tackle, like the tackle situation looks pretty good. And other than that, like including Kirk Cousins, are, do you extend him out another year? Because if you don't, his number is very high. Yeah, I mean they have 18 million. They're in the red with effective cap space, so they've, the feeling thing feels imminent. Um, other changes. It's a tough building situation, and I think along it's Kevin O'Connell too because. Kevin O'Connell, like by all accounts, good first season. Like it felt different than the Zimmer Vikings teams in a lot Tall. of ways. Tall, good-looking Tall former quarterback. So that's probably part of the deal. But like, I mean. So much went right at the end of games for them or the way that they the, all these metrics that, you know, the fall off is coming. But on top of it, to your point, Patrick, like it's like they actually have holes and they're missing things. Yeah. I do think that Brian Flores, though, is going to show once again, that I think he's an awesome coach. And I think that defense will will obviate how they can't be worse. But you're going to get a Brian Flores esque version, and that's going to be a boost for them. And maybe the offense doesn't have to do everything at the end of games. Better coaching, better players. You'll you'll get better there. I the the one Dalvin Cook hasn't really been talked about on the show much, um, but he, according to Kevin Seifert at ESPN, if he wasn't having shoulder surgery, uh, he would be cut most likely. 
Um, so that mm-hmm. kind of tells you a little bit about maybe where he's at in his career at this point, but also, again, Minnesota and the salary cap and how they're trying to give the roster a little bit more balance. He, uh, If he gets cut and then fails a physical, they owe him an extra $2 million. So that's perhaps keeping him on the roster. Alexander Madison, his backup, is a, a free agent who I think would be a nice pickup for some team, maybe as a, as a I like split him. guy or a starter. But, yeah, a lot of starters are free agents. Dalvin Tomlinson. Patrick Peterson, Chandon Sullivan, Garrett Bradbury. It's a lot. I think Dalvin's a must. What do they get? What do you think? You, Dalvin's a must. Ooh. Uh, are we going to get. Yeah. No, Slow late. trigger figure. It's all over there. Um, he's a must what? Uh, to bring back. Just on the defensive line. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> I'm losing consciousness. <laughs> sorry, buddy. I really needed neck. to know. I'm sorry. Give it to us! <laughs> Wakes up in the middle of the <laughs> NFC West segment. Oh, yeah. There's multiple Delvins. I just realized that. Uh, all right. We are going to take a break and then tackle, yes, the NFC South. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. All right. Uh, we're back. Let us head to yeah, – give me a little air horn uh, just to get some juice into the NFC South. Let's juice it up. The Atlanta Falcons. Uh, it doesn't uh, – and Mr. Claibon, as yes, Lamar's uh, top stand, please make it make sense to me. that They have to – if this is actually a real thing – they have to change their minds and go after Lamar Jackson. If the report is true, they need to look in the mirror. Um, Home Depot, the everyone, every Home Depot employee <laughs> needs to look in the mirror because uh, Lamar Jackson on the Falcons, we went over it the other day. It makes so much sense. I also want to point out that Arthur Smith is entering his third season, and this is how the NFL typically works. You get like three years to make the playoffs, and then the owner typically is like, well, we're going to move on. So understanding there should be some urgency in that building at this point, like somebody's got to make a push here because I just, just like with Sam Howell, no disrespect, but are you going to really in year three of your regime turn to Desmond Ritter on a meh small sample size and be like, we're rolling with this kid. 
I, I think the most charitable reading is subterfuge, as if to say, hey, other teams, we're not interested in Lamar. Please. The, the offer sheet that you send him doesn't need to be all that because we're not going to submit one. And then March 15th rolls around and the folks in Flowery Branch give Lamar an offer sheet that he wants. That's the most charitable reading. Do I think that's the case? I, no, I, don't think, I so. think that could be the case for one of these teams. But again, it's a longer timeline. March 15th is when this business can start. And we heard some reports, you know, agents saying, look, if we were Lamar's agent, we'd be tampering the hell out of this. It's like, OK, coach, put me in fourth quarter. I'll lose to one state. Okay, Throw a ball great. Over the, but the, it, the rules are technically they, they wouldn't be able to do anything until the 15th. I, I my conspiracy theory was that they are going after Ryan Tannehill. Oh, where we they, talked about that because right, that makes a lot that of sense with Arthur Smith. They need to push, though. To Dan's point, it's the third year for Arthur Smith. They have $62 million in cap space. They took all that pain from Matt Ryan a year ago. I think they're candidates for some of the biggest names in free agency, like an Orlando Brown. Uh, although, that actually, that wouldn't make sense. Who was I thinking? Javon Hargrave could certainly make sense, like a Zach Allen. Their defense needs a lot of help. I would say one thing, like looking at the roster, because uh, Drake London, uh, outside of some weird drops and fumbles, like a really good wide receiver. Beyond that, you have four guys on the roster, Rashawn, Her- Rashawn Henry, Frank Darby, Josh Ali, and Jared Bernhardt, who combined for one catch last year. And we don't know what Kyle Pitts is at this point, to be honest. And so Ryan Tannehill can't go from a bear cupboard Titans team to a Falcons team with less unless you're going to have to use that money. They have the number eight pick. Maybe the quarterback comes there, too, by the it, way. Let's see it, Terry Fontenot. We haven't really heard much of Terry Fontenot the last couple of years. Just been tearing <laughs> things down. Now it's time uh, to show up. It's been a tough so far decade for Terry's. Like, they just don't seem to have a lot of pop. Mm, no. And maybe Fontenot could just... Bradshaw losing all that money I mean, over and over. McLaren has the team on his back right now. He's just <laughs> carrying the entire genre. That's fair. That's fair. Outlier. <laughs> all right, moving on. The Carolina Panthers with Greg Rosenthal. Well, they are, they are the team that I think is lying about Lamar, or at least that's the most likely. And even the report Who's about... Who's lying the hardest? Like, they... <laughs> Even the report about the Panthers was like they were don't look for them to or it, it, it's not likely they're not expected to. And I, I think they could be a team that would wait out the market because I don't think this roster is that bad. Like they need a few wide receivers who doesn't. I feel like half the league needs a couple wide receivers, which is why the few ones available in free agency and guys like DeAndre Hopkins who thinks he'll, he'll go for a second round pick like I, they'll all move. Uh, but this is not a bad-looking team. I'm curious to see if they ch- cut Shaq Thompson, who's been there for a long time. They don't really need to, but that would kind of be a like, hey, we're the new regime. It doesn't quite make sense to keep him. I mean, Frank Reich cannot carry over the Colts situation where you go into the season with a total question mark at quarterback. There's got to be a plan here. I think they're a huge candidate to move up if they fall in love with someone. There's a bunch of teams that are going to move up because I think the quarterback rush is going to happen between 1-5, and 1-6 and six right away. I don't think they're going to wait on that. But you got to get a guy in between, so it, it'll be telling which guy or which type of guy they get. Jacoby yeah. Brissett could make sense. Uh, he was with Frank Reich before. It was a fun team to watch down the stretch. The Steve Wilkes edition of the DGAF Panthers that really just didn't seem to care about you or your aspirations. They ran all over mm. uh, the Lions in that game where the Lions really had a shot to, to get into the playoffs, and they just could do nothing about the Carolina Panthers. And so I, I think like Sam Darnold showed a lot. Like As Sam kind of starts to settle into that, this is me, I'm a backup, and, and I could be pretty good, or I could come in and be a good-looking good, good looking starter. I, I think maybe... 
there, there's a shot that Sam comes back. Look they, at they you. Out. Sam Look at, you got another Sam Darnold. I, I would, with you. That, would, would, that feels very suspicious to Welcome me to if you're Frank Reich. Hey, we're nice. here. What a moment. It's, it's great in we're here. We're here now. Bottle service. This is fantastic. <laughs> I, I will say as much as I love Sam Darnold that uh, it's been, what was Cam's last kind of big year? Like 2016, Bef- 2017? Yeah, there was that playoff game against the Saints where before mm-hmm. the shoulder completely fell off where Cam that was, was still kind of it. Yeah, they, um, they've been in the wilderness for a little while here, and if, if it was – if it was somebody in house, it was if it was Darnold, if it was Jake Brisket, like if I'm a Panthers fan, and I agree with you, like they, there's reason they somehow got to seven wins despite the the Baker and Darnold. Their line plays pretty good on both sides. They, if they if they kind of get aggressive and get someone exciting at quarterback, I think as much as I love Sam Darnold, um, that perhaps. That's the way to go. Like, make well, a splash. And, but the seven wins is kind of annoying that it puts them outside that premium draft pick position. And then do do we want to you know trade up the board and give up assets? That's a decision they need I to mean, make. I mean, so David Tepper, who, you know, has not gone, not succeeded, but gone after big names offseason after offseason, suddenly sits pat with someone on the roster right now? I don't think so. Maybe he's been hurt too many times. I feel bad for him if that's the case. Oh. <laughs> Lazy, no here. It's a lazy gunman just sort of like after the fact takes the guy I, out. By the way, for the listeners. He's like on the grassy knoll smoking a joint or something. <laughs> I totally narked on Mark there and got him shot. I don't know why. It I don't know. It, it was, was coming anyway. Think, and the well, laziness is just like I have to line up. I got to make sure I'm hitting the right person. I don't want to just like recklessly okay, fire into the studio. <laughs> Back into the left. There it is. <laughs> uh, okay. The Saints, Mark. Uh, I mean, I don't know, my feeling, <laughs> no, I just like. It's going to be your Pelicans, right? No, this is like where I was just like my writing this out, thinking about them. Like my feeling about them is that they just sort of, we talked about this with Derek Harlow, but they sort of just are right now. Um, and I, I was trying to figure out like why, why I feel that way about them. Cause I really have liked the saints in general for a long time. And I think it's part of last season. Like the most exciting thing that they produced was that they got like the metrics community into a lather over Andy Dalton, which is a weird thing to be like your apex of a campaign. Um, in like Dennis Allen's, I thought blue ribbon was essentially <laughs> nobody not, was excited about Dalton. No, I, I threw out it some love I here and there. I was the only one. I was the only one. But doing like QB index, like every week I look at like the me- it's like Andy Dalton just kept rocketing up the board as if he's numbers like, were good. Yeah. Tittle, I get it, but like um, on your own index. No, I mean, he did. I put him lower than the metrics community. Why a tittle? Like, more like why a titty? Hey. Wait a second. What was that about? Craig is unhinged right what now. What is LSD <laughs> has settled in. It really has. Yeah. In, deep into the bloodstream. It's, it's now it's, this is now becoming an intervention. 20 bro. <laughs> but I know, I know what annoys me about them. And I think it's like, I don't know him personally, but it's like Dennis Allen. And you mentioned this, like the Chauncey Gardner Johnson split. I think like that would not have happened with Sean sure. Payton in there. And it's like Dennis Allen is like this active walking advertisement for the value of Sean Payton. And it's like, yes, they, they, I think Derek Carr will be fine if you get the best version of him. And they can win this idiotic division. But I, it's hard to project them doing much a lot more. Of fire. Wow. Well, no, because it's like, I actually am more, more annoyed for like, I'm the annoyed Saints now. are a great fan base. Like, it's like when they're fun. Uh, the I'm league is now. better. And they've been less fun. And it's like they're taking the juice out part by part. I don't like it. Hmm. They they have potentially a ton of big moves to make. Like Michael Thomas said on Twitter, he was excited about Derek Carr, but he's expected to be released. Jarvis Landry, like Cameron Jordan, I think's gonna be there, but they don't have anyone at defensive tackle. Marcus Davenport's a free agent. Like 
I, I think they have a lot of moves left to make. They're going to be one of the most active teams. Is uh, What is going on? We know Kamara is facing potential um, discipline. Uh, he it, could be a sneaky is, trade candidate. That's what I was going to say. Is, yeah. he some, is he definitely part of their team? Is he safe uh, cut-wise? Like, where are we at on Kamara? His contract's fine, so it would only be, I think, if they traded him. Okay. Yeah. And the, and the, and the arrest get. would be... Complicated. I'd love that. to see them go get like Kareem Hunt and like just let Alvin Kamara. We'll see what happens with him, but like don't just restock at running back. Mm. Did you think that Kareem Hunt had Kareem Hunt juice like, done year? to me? Um, I think no. I think he can still play. Well, I'd go back to that Carolina game in Week One. He didn't look done to me. I think his role was limited. They could use a backup running back, and there's a lot of options out there. Rashad Penny's out there. How about Jeff Wilson? Late round draft pick. Raheem Mostert. Saquon Barkley. Mm. <laughs> Wait, I kind of like that Saquon Barkley going well, to the he's, Saints. Well, uh, he's a franchise tag. <laughs> I was going to say Mark could have just been what acknowledging simply, the existence What if he simply refuses to play for the Giants and they end up trading him? That can happen. That, there could be a tag and trade. I guess I could see Saquon right. saying, forget that. All His right, tolerance I, I is too high I'll at this point. The dart, what are like, we talking about? We're talking about Saquon Barkley refusing to return to the Giants? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Why? Because he doesn't want to play on the – because things like all seem peachy now, but then it gets ugly. He doesn't. He wanted a long-term deal. He didn't get one, and the Giants are forced to trade him, and he winds up with the Whoa. Saints in like week one or week two. Where's your nothing, sourcing on this? I'm just saying it's a potential like life thread. Because like, weird, weird what are you talking happens. about? Because the earning potential <laughs> of running backs has been artificially lowered by the existence of the franchise tag more than mm. any other position. Yeah, because that's of the fair. Of Saquon Barkley already turned down. But he's not down a running a back. He's a quarterback. Remember? It's hey. true. He already turned down a deal for more years, so he's going to just sit there and take a one year. F- Maybe he'll push back on this. Uh, and then, he's you very know, important. That's to the a Giants. fair point. If he was going to get like a two, he's for, not playing another down. Two for, for twenty-seven <laughs> type deal, which Garofolo was hinting at that it was over thirteen million a year. Right. I think I think he gets his long-term deal from yeah. the Giants, not. And, and well, wait, what's the next barrier of player, like player um, freedom and power is not just playing on the tag, saying, forget this nonsense if you're going to undervalue my tag, my tight end or a running back. It didn't work out for the last guy. But... It did not. <laughs> That's true. Uh, the I'm tip... doing all the things you're doing. Bay <laughs> 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 Buccaneers, Patrick Laybon. So the, clearly there is a void, not just in Tampa, but in the entire NFL, uh, as we, we all have to solemnly accept the existence uh, of this fact that he's gone. He's not mm. coming back. He's firing back oh, at, sure? at people on Twitter <laughs> saying that it's not happening. And so – this team was positioned to still contend. They were holding the things together with duct tape. They brought everybody back, and it didn't work out. Now they're, they're hemorrhaging guys who had success. Leonard Fournette is gone. We wonder what the future is going to be like. Dan was entertaining the options of maybe Mike Evans mm. heading to Dallas. But let's say – like David's hitting free agents. Yeah. He's great. Playmaker. Let's say they keep everybody. Are there enough pieces remaining from the Brady era to bring in a veteran quarterback and contend in 2023? Can I ask a question? Yes. Um, when you watch the Bucks, did you feel like Brady was – he wasn't uh, no longer elevating them, but was he making them worse, holding them back? Because if he was more just like a middle-of-the-road guy, just kind of how I saw him in his final season – then I would say you should uh, break it down because it's just a kind of a, a team in purgatory. But if this team still has upside, okay, let's do it. But I don't think they are. I think they it might be time. Some of I these guys are getting older now. They're too. in a rough spot this offseason in particular. They're 52 million in the red. And part of that is that they took this $35 million Tom Brady dead cap hit. And so 
trying to keep like Jamel Dean, not Levante David's going to go make money somewhere else. But it's like, I'm not sure it's as easy this time around because remember like the phenomenon with the Super Bowl winning bucks was like, no one was a free agent. Right. Everyone was returning. And that happened almost two years in a row. And it's like, I, they keep talking up Kyle Trask, which it just sounds like they're trying to sell us on a, this is a year where we're going to take, we gave you Tom Brady. Now you're getting Kyle Trask. We'll see how much fun that. I creates. hate it for for Todd Bowles. Uh, their defense was pretty mediocre last year. I, to answer your question, Patrick, I think the answer is no. I, I don't think they can. I think they're in a really difficult. I think they are who everyone thinks the Rams are, which is that they sold everything to have this push, and now it's truly gone and it's blown up, and it, there's not going to be much left in the end. Even though there's some decent players there now, I don't think it's going to add up to much, and they're going to be gone by the next time the Bucks are good. I, I think they are like that that team people think the Rams are. If I could make a case, like, to Dan's point, uh, Tom and the offense did not look good. The thing about Tom is this historical, world-breaking level of consistency. Mm-hmm. When Tom doesn't have that, considering the fact that pushing close to 50 at a certain point during the season. Like it just, it wasn't that Tom was necessarily bad and dragging the team down, but an inconsistent Tom Brady is just not Tom Brady. And so maybe there's aspects of the 2022 bucks that we kind of missed because things were so bad. A lot of free agents. All right. We got to take a break and then we're going to hit the NFC West. But before that, we got some breaking news. Rap Sheet reports that Vikings Pro Bowl pass rusher Zadarius Smith has informed the team that he wants to be released. The team has no plans to do that. The situation remains unresolved, says Rappaport. Then Z Smith chimes in on Twitter himself. I just want to say thank you to Skull Nation for an amazing <laughs> coming back for an amazing season and experience. What? Thank you to all my teammates, coaches, and the entire Minnesota Vikings organization. Purple Heart, I really like this move by Smith, which is like, yes, th- there's all sorts of messiness with the organization who are like spoiling for a fight. And he's like, no, I'm gone. Just get like, in the car and leave. And I'm being very pleasant about it, but I gone. I guess he's, he is on uh, track to play for all four NFC North teams in four years. And by the way, we like Brian Flores. We were just saying he's a, that's a big first step to making that defense better. Cause it was atrocious last year. Um, this is not a good first step toward that. Uh, taking away one of their better defensive players. Yeah. He played well for them. This contract, I feel like has been haunted because it was the one that he signed last year after he backed out of the deal that right. was reported for days with Baltimore. So he wasn't happy there. He doesn't appear to be happy now. Maybe it's because he played too well. By the end of the season, he I mean, he was on a, a serious roll. The he old, could, I'm too good. Right. He could get do great Sorry. in free agency, but I, I think the Vikings are in a weird spot here. I, I wouldn't want to cut him. Especially what? because he's throwing a going away party. He was the one walking around the Green Bay uh, building was saying that no one was saying hello to him. Right. I mean, it's uh, like that move too. going on here. Hey, it's but, cake in the break room. I'm out, guys. <laughs> Thanks for everything. Uh, all right. So there you go. Uh, add that as an addendum to the Vikings talk. Good use of time out there. Thank you very much. Really Productive. Improving. We got one left. We didn't really take one. We just said developing news, hit the drop, yeah. and went along. So do okay. we? Do you have to use a timeout? Because it wasn't okay. But we, but the we whole finished a division. The whole gist of the show is that we're giving this to you in forty-eight minutes, and we take timeouts if it's going to go longer. 
That's so, true. Well, you I have just, to make the judgment, I just, I just, Justin. But it's also usually during the three it's minutes. Nebulous. I mean, yeah. it is le- nebulous. Can I take a retroactive timeout so we can get some breaking news regarding Zadarius Smith? Mm. <laughs> yes. All right, cool. There you go. Second timeout log. And boom. And I'm comfortable with this. It leaves us with one in our back pocket. For the final quarter of the game. I got Andy Reid to my left here. You know what happened last time he did this? <laughs> it was messy. Put us in a bad spot. Craig's luck. He's excited. I do have like a. Craig is more obsessed with like clock management than everyone, so that's personal. He's got a sparkle in his eyes. I do have a hot take about the Packers that I never did quite get to make. We're still on timeout, Greg. If you want to make it right now, you got a window. Wait, I'm in the timeout. How long are these timeouts, by the way? This isn't the NBA. It's not a 30 second timeout. You can take as long as I just. I just really want the Packers to spend all their resources on offense and making Jordan Love look good just to annoy Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. That's like amazing. Dalton Schultz, bring him in. First round picks, bring him in. Let's Jacoby Myers, whatever. Let's just get them all in Green Bay to I make Jordan it. Love look good. I like that. Um, that was even you went back a division to land that one. All right, let's take a break and then close things out. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. All right, we're back. Let's move to the NFC West. Um, the Arizona Cardinals. Part of me just wants to spend three minutes talking. Uh, Robbie Anderson is now chosen. Robbie, I.E. Anderson. Uh-huh. That's interesting to me. Fascinating. Certainly. Not chosen by the Cardinals at this point, though. No, because he was gone. also cut yeah. because he did absolutely nothing for them after their uh, midseason acquisition. So that's another yet another spot they need to figure out. They might be trading new cop against. Might. It sounds like it was even that kind of. I don't know what's going on with the Cardinals. It's like they've already agreed to terms on the trade that they want to make in the future. Uh, Do you see that report? I don't remember yeah. seeing that wording before. It's like, don't you want to engage with a team and then figure <laughs> out the terms? Maybe they'll give you a first round pick because in their agreed to invisible terms, it was a second rounder. <laughs> anyway, there's a lot of work to be done here. J.J. Watt, who is nobody's uh, uh, version of uh, a peak. J.J. was still a quality player. He led them in pass rushing snaps and pressures. They got to take care of that area. You're going to have to get new playmakers uh, around whoever is at quarterback and uh, just a big, big job ahead of Jonathan Gannon and 
and a, a new uh, brain trust there. I mean, if you're John, they had to have told Jonathan Gannon or he had to demand it. Like, it's a freebie year because they're it's it is they're in a, as bad a shape as any team in the NFC. The only thing I like it for him, what I would like a little bit is like it could show you not it's not going to be Brian Dable, but maybe you can do a lot with a little and show us why you're a special higher versus like the Cliff Kingsbury thing was so toxic by the end that he disappeared to Thailand. And I'm not sure he's ever returned, but um, Gannon, like why not come in and be like, we get it. Everything's evil here, but I can make something out of it. (laughs) I, I worry. Jonathan Gannon did not show anything as like a schematic guy. Play that again. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) That's the new head coach. Like he didn't show anything as like, a schematic genius. Like, that's what you want out of your head coach, like, to provide some sort of advantage. He didn't show that in Philly. His offensive coordinator is Drew Pitzing, who, you know, first-time OC, not a lot of experience. We'll see. I was taken by Kelvin Beecham, who was maybe the most respected guy in that locker room. Um, was there a long, long time mm-hmm. saying about Kyler Murray that the one thing Kyler needs to do is to grow up. That, like, he thinks he can do it. And that he he's very gifted, but that he's not there in terms of leadership. Hearing that from Beecham specifically resonated. Dude, Kyler Murray is going to be freaking out by about week six of next season. And I was able to talk to Kelvin Beecham today Whoa, on NFL Now uh, because there's been so much around this. There's always the the hesitation and the tiptoeing like Kyler needs to grow up. He needs to be more mature. I was like, what's a specific thing that Kyler has done Thank you. or has not done uh, that he can improve on? And he just said he could spend some more time with his, his teammates. Mm off the field. Yeah. Mm. Like, that was the first place. So it's not like Ty- Kyler's flipping tables or something. He's finished. He's clocking out and leaving. He wants him to do less. Less of that. Hmm. Mm. Grow up. Be a man and grow okay. up. But, like, be a man? That's Spend more time with your teammates? Be a man? That was this the, is the slowest the trigger wording? figure I've ever, uh, tri- I've ever heard. <laughs> that was really, that was interesting and great reporting from Patrick. So it was. Kind of yeah. No, that. I know. But right. Dan went on for a while. Like I didn't know. Interesting. By uh, the way, that dart was to you. Out of there. Yeah. <laughs> you got it right in the neck, oh. in the face. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is that was a great follow up question, Patrick. Or, I, but it's like, we, be a man. Yeah, we're just going into it. Yeah. Wait, okay. I mean, almost would call for another. It's so intriguing that. All I, right, let's call timeout. There we go. We got to wow. go timeout there. Because if he's saying, because he's now on the NFL Network with the great Claybon, um, he knows that. he has to be careful on some level what he says. It's uh, But uh, journalistically, the question was asked. He has to answer it. To me, when somebody said, and that's what he said in the interview before Patrick, he said, be a man. Like that feels a little heavier than just hey go get burgers with the guys. I think it, it maybe it yeah it and it's hard to base things on hard knocks, but the little that you get from that and then just witnessing he looks like a guy who's does his own thing, maybe a little aloof. I'm, I always struggle with what does aloof mean, but he kind of keeps to himself and he's not bothering anyone. But that creates an issue when you're the quarterback. I think if you watch that hard knocks, like. And I didn't see all of it. It got too depressing. But like yeah, the, the last what, week or two, I gave up. Right. What I watched of Kyler Murray, though, it was it is a just a different persona uh, than you'd see from like a super plugged in pro athlete. Like he's got a lot of other stuff going on, and like I think he is he's he wants to drive his teammates. Like he get on them, 
and I kind of like his intensity. There are things I liked about him. He but was it's hard. Like, yeah, when he's on him, he's hard on he him. He really you can is. See I he's mean, like a perfectionist. And we saw him so do that with Cliff Kingsbury. Maybe too. that just, doesn't you know. vibe though when you're not spending the time uh, to make the relationship. I, I think if the organization is better, then you get a better Kyler. It, it was mm. really in shambles. You had mm -hmm. there was even disagreements on to who was doing the thing in Mexico. They weren't even sure who the who the perpetrator was. The coaching staff. The front was gone. office was. Frankly, like an embarrassment to them. I mean, these are the people in charge of Kyler Murray. And so, like, winning is going to help everything. But I just wanted, like, a concrete thing because this has been two years. That was a good where, answer, where though, I like, think. It's like, oh, well, Kyler's doing this and he's not doing that. It's like, well, what is he doing? What right. is he not doing? Because it, we've talked about this so much. Like, can we put something concrete on it? Because at a certain point, it's just like, yeah, this guy's a little different. He's shorter than other people. Are, are we... <laughs> Are we doing this just because of those things? Like he likes video games and we're saying like, or, or is there something is that it, he's actually doing? I think is, his answer was good, though. Spend yeah, more time. Spend more time. But maybe that also means not just to the players, but spend more time like the other big time quarterbacks do in terms of well, preparation. Well, which the team literally put contract, into his contract. Literally. I mean, I think there's this global. He's super, He's so talented. You don't move on. But like there's a global mm. issue or a concern about the other aspects of Kyler Murray. He now he is a, a an incredible athlete. And that's not just football. And that's why I was so excited. Uh, and Walker was excited to get the number one jersey again on his baseball team because he's the smallest guy on the team. And they give it to the smallest guy. Yep. And that's for Kyler Murray. And oh, by the way, he happens to be on the A's. So he's got the Kyler Murray A's uniform, number one. How about that? Doing it for the short folks. Not so. that he knew that That's at the smart time, to get but the he smallest, does like Kyler. Like, he did do it for Kyler. Like the smallest child should get a single number versus like Kyler running around. That's the way it goes, though. They, yeah. The extra smalls are one, yeah. and it goes up that way with these so is his favorite player is Kyler? Is that no, what but he likes him. He likes he likes that he's shorter and runs around Does he think he needs to be a medic? Uh, I don't Does think Walker he knows about the issues? off-field issues. I yeah. didn't realize that like little leagues were organizing numbers off of Kyler Murray's non-pro baseball career. Like, oh, I just thought it was like a little well, extra because like, there's there's a picture of Kyler in that that Oakland A's number one too. Yeah, remember all the talk he would go back to baseball. Well, he might. It's not that crazy. Still could happen. I guess it's a little crazy. Uh, by like mid-October. All right, we're out of timeouts. Uh, L.A. Rams, Greg Rosenthal. Okay, I've been listening to uh, 11 Personnel, the podcast on The Athletic by our friend Jordan Rodrigue this offseason. Jordan Rodrigue, yes. Good, good listen. And my takeaway from Jordan's takeaway, who knows a lot more and talks to the people there, is that it's really not them blowing it up. And Les Need spoke about this. On Thursday, they're calling it a remodel. If they were blowing it up, Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford wouldn't be there, and they're making it clear we're building around these guys still. And so I think they're looking at this as, as a year they might step back a little and free up a lot of cap space for 2024. And 2024 is when they'll feel like they really are going back for titles. But in the meantime, they're going to be investing in players uh, that they think can win then. So I think they'll be active in free agency. A guy like Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, I think, would fit their scheme. I don't think they're just going to sit back and do absolutely nothing, but they feel like they're aiming more for the middle or like the lower playoffs this year and that next year with Donald and Cup and Stafford still here that they go after it once so again. So like we've done it before and maybe we should do it again in the ramp up to this season. Team slogans would be like, we great with nine and eight. That's that feels about right. <laughs> Ten yeah. and seven would be heaven. Yeah, I think that's it. But it's not like <laughs> that's fine though. You know, right? They're not know. the Titans or they're not the Cardinals where they're just blowing it up. They want to get back into the winner's wow. circle. All right. Unveiled shot fired behind the glass. 
What happened? No, it's, the it's Titans. Fine. I I just mm. immediately uh, threw them in, which is unfair. They were anyway, in the well, playoff that's, mix until like the I end. hear what, what you're saying, Greg. But I mean, I I do. One, this is an LA thing, but like I'm driving around in my car listening to this like uh, one sports radio station that's about all uh, every LA team, and there's like no like actual angst over what the Rams ha- what happened to them last season or what's going on now. I know that like there's certain people that are plugged in, but it's like. Where are the Rams fans and all this? Like, I would be a little bit annoyed with what's happened over last. The last season was an absolute no show. And you keep taking people away, telling us, no, we're, we're not taking a step back. I mean, if anything, it's at least a one year or two year surrender. I think it's a one. I, I, last I think year it wasn't sense. a surrender. It was just a flop. La, okay, yeah, yeah. Last year, everything went wrong. But like a yeah. lot of this stuff, like you went into the year with an offensive line that if you were their good self scouters, like you would have known that offensive line was a disaster. My takeaway from Les Snead's availability today, he said that Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald, and Matthew Stafford were weight-bearing walls for the franchise. But th- there's a wall missing there. It, and so what? what's the plan with Jalen Ramsey? It's tough for me mm. to believe that Jalen Ramsey is to be shipped, and you believe significantly that the team is going to be better uh, because of that. Considering no, the, that's the why it's that like a has. remodel. So it's like, They're yeah, calling yeah. it a remodel. A lean-to. It's a lean-to. It feels like a teardown. If you're losing a wall. If you're getting multiple picks for Ramsey, they they have a lot of holes to fill. What is that? Load-bearing. Load-bearing. Yeah, load-bearing. They need need to install a beam. Dart me. Also, it'd be good if, like, the fourth wall, Sean McVay isn't just like, I don't know if I want to be a wall anymore (laughs) every uh, 12 months. It's fair. Seattle Seahawks, Mark Sessler. Well, I mean, look at like the Rams and Cardinals over what ha- what's happened to them over the last twelve months, and I think by contrast, because you you can say whatever you want if you're the Rams, like the results are the results, and we'll see what happens. But like the Seattle rebuild and team building vision is the complete contrast because they were taking this so-called year away, and you know it could have gotten a lot darker. Um, they were great with nine and eight, right? They were, and but also they came out of it with not just hey we're going to be nine and eight again, and like I think a lot's changed. Like Pete Carroll last year at this time um, and previous was taking a lot of lumps in the whole Russell Wilson thing that Pete Carroll was sort of shaped as this out of touch um, kind of guy that like that's your rah-rah Pete Carroll act is kind of uh, falling short. Like there's no more footage of John Schneider wandering around topless with a championship belt around his waist. All of that was in the deep past. <laughs> and but now after after moving on from Russell Wilson, topless. not sure, usually well, topless, but usually yeah. <laughs> usually these quarterbacks win these power struggles. And I think we kind of viewed that might have happened with Russell Wilson. But look, who looks better than Pete Carroll? And now you've got two firsts, two seconds, a proven QB on an affordable deal. You absolutely can take a shot at a rookie quarterback. And you're put, you put that rookie quarterback into a much better environment than most first-round quarterbacks could, tr- could want to be in. So I'd say say hello to the best rebuilding job in the NFC Ooh. and maybe the rest of the division with all their verbalization could take a look at what Seattle's done. Verbalization. Well, that's what happens when you have the best draft class uh, along with the Jets in the league. Or you I mean, have draft picks, deep. too. Right. And they, I mean, last, last year that they just hit on guys that were immediate contributors, five of them, including Yush. two starting tackles. And uh, they have free agent money to spend, too. I think they could get in the mix for some of these pass rushers, defensive linemen, maybe bring Shaq Griffin back at cornerback. They need a cornerback. Yeah, if, if they hit on half of the players that they hit, if they hit on a quarter of the players that they hit on in 2022, then they get huge boosts boost from this draft. When, like, when are the Seahawks ever going to be picking five again? 
like in this era. It's it's not going to happen again. And so they mm. they could go off the board there and maybe think about the future because I mean even even if it's three years with Gino, it's still only three years. Um, they've got so many options they could go either way. I'm curious what uh, where they're at uh, with a guy that represented the previous era of the team where things weren't so sunny. Jamal Adams, who missed another full season. Mm. Ryan Neal stepped in and, and did very good work for them. He's a free agent now. Like, is, is Jamal Adams' job safe with this team? Is he is he someone they still expect to be a major contributor? Because on paper, that could be seen as another big addition for this team if he comes back and is the Jamal of old. I That's a great point. The, I think he would be difficult to get rid of because of the contract still. Because I was thinking, like, they could be a Jesse Bates team. Uh, and then I thought, okay, I don't know if that makes sense. They're paying digs. They're paying Jamal He has no Adams. guaranteed money after this season, but right now, like a – It'd be like a $20 million cap hit, dead money hit. It's a tough, tough trade. Let's close it out with Mr. Claybond and the Niners. Let's do it. Uh, yet another season derailed by quarterback injury and then subsequent quarterback injury and then subsequent quarterback injury. Uh, we know that they're going to bring in a veteran, and they'll approach the Brock situation however they can. Hopefully he comes back. Hopefully he goes under the knife tomorrow and everything goes goes great and he comes back. But my question is, when do the Niners actually need to decide long-term between Trey and Brock? And why would they make that decision now? Why not have them both back and just go forward with the both on the roster? Clearly, they need more than one well, quarterback. I'm with you. Like They're the, they're the to- super rare team that sold the entire farm for a quarterback. The quarterback essentially never produced anything for them, and they're still the best team in the division uh, and, and arguably top two or three in the NFC. It's like... I don't know why you'd need to do that unless there was this kind of fever pitch for Trey Lance out there, and you just don't see that. Like, what you're not going to get value for him, and you, you, I think it's fair to say, like, as much as I loved Brock Purdy, like, we want to see a little bit more, and before we move on from Trey Lance for Brock Purdy, but we also need to see a lot more. I want to see more from both of them. Have them compete, right. and then you make your decision. I think it sets up well, well as strong because one of the guys is getting reconstructive elbow surgery, but. You don't need to rush Brock Purdy back. So if he gets the surgery tomorrow again, let's get it done. Let's move forward. And then he's on track to be ready maybe in September. Like you don't need to have him on the field week one because I think that kind of gives you an opportunity to give Trey Lance a chance. And you give him September perhaps while you get Purdy uh, up to speed. And then if Lance is thriving as your number two overall pick, yeah, now you have a good problem because then you have a guy that, played well for you last year down the stretch and this draft pick that you invested so much in. I, I think it would be a mistake to 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 rush Purdy back into the lineup just because he played so well at the end of the year. That said, we need we don't know what they think about Lance at this point internally in that building. I think they have other issues too that have gotten looked over, I guess. They're a little thinner on the defensive line than they used to be. They used to be so deep there. Uh, Jimmy Ward's a free agent. A couple of their starting offensive linemen are free agent, including uh, Mike McGlinchey. And yet, I want to use this time to talk about our old friend, one-time guest, one time, Tim Kawakami, who had a report (laughs) that they're not ruling out Yes. A Lamar Jackson pursuit. And that would be the team that would blow the NFL to smithereens to go after Lamar Jackson. And I it's so messy. I like it. But they, wow. What I mean, it's fun. It's a fun thought. He but said why? they're not ruling it out because like they don't have a quarterback for sure yet. And so they're a team that's trying to win a Super Bowl. You could send, you know, Trey Lance back to Baltimore right. as part of all that. Or, or I mean, I don't Trey- know, but just the fact that he thought it was worth throwing that out there. Like, okay, they're looking at it. I don't need Brock Purdy becoming a Ravens quarterback. I like Brock Purdy. Five, four, 
That would be tough for you. That'd be a bad beat for just like Seth season after season of like chop down fan interest. It's about you. Well, not often. Um, that was around the NFC in mm. 48 minutes. Well done. And you know you do uh, you do the math there. 16 plus 16 is 32. We went around the NFL in these last two episodes in so, 96 mm -hmm. minutes. What's the name wow. of the show? What's the name of this show? <laughs> Around the NFL. Beautiful. We did it. We went it. Did it. Big big show for Patrick. You know, he was worried in the newsroom earlier this week, thought he needed a bounce back performance because he wasn't pleased. Bounce with, back with, from what? With something that happened two weeks ago, apparently. Will Smith should have hit Chris Rock two more times. <laughs> oh, okay. There <laughs> we go. There, there we go. go. Put that on social. Don't do that. I'll Chris that. Rock. Yeah, well, we talked a little bit about it last year. Nah, he didn't. This story needs to go away at this point. Yeah, it does. Sunday night, the Nobody's Oscars. Winning. Yeah, I'm sure Jimmy Kimmel's going to let this one I will only watch the Oscars <laughs> if Chris Rock gets struck I'm, in the I'm, face I'm, I'm into it because I'm invested. I, you know, Mark is a big fan, and, and I am now as well. Of what? Everything, everywhere, oh, all at once. Yeah, I do really want that film to win. They're like, a little Oscar breakdown right like It's going to win. You know, there's Sharon. 10 of them. There's yeah. 10 well, nominees. My first like comment would be, that's absurd. It's like a participation award now. Oh. Well, we made it totally absurd. A few years ago, they opened it up so that we would get more movies like Top Gun getting a Best Picture. Uh, Top Gun, get one? By the way, it's in the, it's in the like, mix. I'm into, yeah, I know it's, it's it, in. All right. it's, this is, it's like everyone Should've just assumes that Top Gun sucks. Like Top Gun Maverick absolutely belongs in that group. I absolutely. would not say that In the that betting about. markets, for a while, it was like the co-favorite uh, with People everything everywhere else. But not at Well, not I just think it's like, oh, it's Top Gun. It wasn't made like for, you know. He's nuts. <laughs> Top Gun also basically saved movie theaters. Like, I would argue that. Uh, Tar is incredible. I love me some Tar. I watched Tar Let's last go. night. I want to see that. That is I, a good movie, but I don't understand the last 30 minutes. It's all like well, a whirlwind. Well, that's part of it. It's, uh, it's a little crazy. <laughs> yeah, Babylon, no loose. thank you. No thank Oh, really? I, I, I I'm just saying the best picture, no thank you. It's not it's in. Fine it's for not up is. for best picture, but well, I, think, I think you yeah, might I think be it, up for director. No, every, every film is up for best I picture. I thought it was it's for not, best picture. It's, it's not, not it in the best picture for nothing. It was, it was brutalized by uh, after, the critics. After yeah. Crash won in 2004, I, I don't know that the shine is still on the trophy. Shine. Speaking of trophies, why is that trophy still in the studio? Greg is done moving. What's up? Greg. Well, that's fair. It's time. <laughs> I mean, it's only been a week. It wasn't first on uh, my mind. The Graver's got a little. Would have been first on my mind if I won. It's the lock trophy. trophy. If you're not I, watching I on YouTube, I have yet to set up. I think <laughs> you know. I, I got to set up the whole garage. I think I'm turning the camera the other way. Uh, we've really got to work on this. All right. Patrick's going to check the subreddit. Oh no, <laughs> he's grabbing the. <laughs> he's getting the lock trophy. Oh, and he's giving no, it to me. To Thank Greg. You. Right. Yeah, expedite this. Okay. I will bring it home today. Um, all right. Thank you, to everybody, for listening. We will be back again this week if something happens with a certain number 12. Other than that, or, you know, hypothetically, a certain number three. Hmm. Is he a three? Eight. 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 Ooh, sorry. No, it's okay. Um, otherwise, we'll be back next week for the start of free agency week. Uh, we, we're planning to do a show every day, Monday through Thursday. Um, so get ready for that. Keep up to date. You know, just be there for us and we'll be there for you. We love you all. Ooh, look at this beautiful shot. It's going home. That's why you got to watch. Check out the YouTube stream. Listen to the audio while watching the YouTube stream. Where is the so Scorsese tracking shot when 
for credit. the rest of the episode. Coming from, I was told actually in my ear to lean back because I was in uh, covering up the log trophy. So, all right, thank you to everybody. Uh, till Monday, you know what you got to do. Heed the call. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the Land of Saints and Sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R.